the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Why, hello there, everyone. I'm Rob Black. Woke up this morning, got out of bed. Pushed comb through my hair, got in the shower. I know you're saying, ooh, we're talking sexy time, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saturdays are for the Bear Claw Tub and reading Baron's Magazine. Mondays are for getting in the shower, getting hot, and uh, warming the body up to fire up and get out of the house and go to work and do radio and television for the, the masses. Uh, hot water started going, so it started running out. I'm like, uh oh. Go out to the hot water heater. It blew up. Where's your drill sergeant? Blown up, sir. Where's my water heater? It's blown up. A little flood going on. Not of biblical proportions yet, but a little bit of a flood. Had to shut it off. Uh, guess who's going to get a bill in a couple days from a plumber who's going to install a new water heater? Me. Now, maybe it's repairable, maybe it's not, maybe it's replaceable. But guess what I'm going to be paying? Big bucks. Somewhere between $500 to $1,000 for the average. And if you know me, I want the above average. I want the water heater that like makes bread and heats your water. Or maybe it has an internet signal that says, Rob, your water heater is broken. Call a plumber. Um, so I have an unexpected hit, 500 to uh, $2,000, right? Plus labor, plus installation, plus like any sort of cleanup, plus, uh, you get the idea. You have to have an emergency savings for an emergency. That's not going to go on my credit card. It's going to go to my emergency savings. Um, and then I have to build my emergency savings right back up. Could have been a roof. I've got roof issues. Um, you get the idea. So you always want three to six months of emergency savings set aside of your income. And you have to expect about 1% of your home's value is going to be need to be repaired or replaced or fixed every year. So you have to have money set aside for the inevitable that becomes evitable, right? I don't know if that's a word, evitable. I just made it up, but yeah, like I have an, a detached structure that it takes some water damage because it rains a lot in California last year. Had to work on maintaining that. Otherwise, it's going to be a, a, a big repair versus a small repair. Emergency money. And now you know. Let's go to a phone call. Sergio. Sergio. Uh, hi, Rob. Hey, how are you? Good. I'm just... Um calling in to see if I have um, a move to make in, in a, uh, a 401k that, that, that I have. Um, I have quite a bit of money uh, from my age there, so 
but I have a lot of large cap U.S. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. stocks. Sure. So I was wondering if, if it's a smart idea, and I've, I've read a few things where, where people uh, may be taking these uh, stocks in, in the equity market and putting it into maybe a stable income fund that, that is in a lot of these 401ks that are paying about 2%, and seeing if in that case uh, for the next 12 months or even till the end of 2020, um, they may save because if the market corrects at 20, 30, you know, 20% or whatever, if it does something like that, then you know at least you make your 2% and you're still positive instead of negative. And what happens if the market goes up 20% in the next year, two years while you're getting 2%? Are you going to be pissed? Are you going to be upset? Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't time the market, but I mean, this is the longest you said run, it. so... Yeah, you said it, dude. Not me. Um, I would wait for more flags to panic. And I'm not speaking for you because it's not my money. It's yours. Um, I'm not panicked. I'm not upset. I've had a good run. I don't mind giving 20% back in paper. I mind giving 20% back in losses. So I'm not going to be making any big moves in stocks that could you know, crush me. Uh, 20% would be a crush if I had to actually take the loss. I'd be upset. But you're in funds, you said, and I would, you know, if, if you want to allocate a little bit more, and, and thanks for the call, it was a genius call. Sergio basically said he's got a lot of money for his age in a 401k. It's a lot of large cap, blue chip kind of companies. He's heard radio shows and read accounts that say, you know, hey, uh, there's a little bit of an earnings slowdown coming. I've got a good friend who panicked and sold everything the night Trump got elected. Didn't get back in the market, and it's been a good run since then. I've seen people in 2006, 2007, 2008, when the market corrected, it was a big correction. People got out, and guess what? They never got back in. Because you can time the market on the way out, maybe. But can you time it also on the way back in? Not likely. Because suddenly you're, uh, who was that psychic that was always on Letterman? Oh, now it's a Karnak, was it? Uh, I don't believe in psychics, right? So... Houdini said that he planned, he told his wife a key word, and he said, when I die, go to a psychic and uh, ask them for my key word. And if they can't give it, tell everyone psychics are fake. Um, there's pet psychics. I think they're crazy. I think people are crazy. I, I don't believe in psychics. So I'm not knocking Sergio. I, I think it's a great question. He's he's done great. So maybe what he can do is rebalance a little bit. His large cap has done great, and he, he feels it's a little bit exposed. His belly's being exposed, and there's a blade in front of him, and he doesn't want to lose his guts, if you know what I'm saying. So when a dog shows you their belly, they're, like, really trusting you. Um, he, doesn't want to, he doesn't want to get cut. He doesn't want to get hurt. I'd rebalance. I'd consider it. I, 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 I can't predict the next recession and how it'll hit the stock market. I could tell you... I've been investing through a couple, three recessions, big recessions, and I'm okay with it. It doesn't freak me out. I'm not ready to retire. Now, okay, if Sergio, and I should have asked him, if Sergio is 63 and he's going to retire in a year and that 401k is everything in a bucket of chicken, I'd say, get three years of cash. You're now at the age where, no, I don't want to talk to him. Uh, we're now at the age where wealth preservation, 60, 62, 63, becomes kind of important. But in your 50s and 40s and 30s, you're okay. 
Recessions are okay. Now, again, do you want to rebalance a little bit? Maybe. And again, not my money, your money. I'm rebalancing a bit. Um, I like there's a S&P 500 value low volatility fund. And you can, you can go Google ETF, S&P 500 value low volatility, and you will find it. Consultable broker advice for taking action. I need to every inch on the show. Um, you'll find some ideas that have less volatility and have less downside risk. Now, another thing you could possibly do is start getting some hedges. Maybe you like hard assets, like uh, gold. Gold finger. Um, I, Sergio, I don't know. You know, uh, one analyst, one economist today said less than 50% chance of a recession, and you're going to feel like a, a butt head. If that doesn't work out for you, and again, I don't want to try to time the market. I want to, I want as much time in the market. I want to give it time. I want to be patient. Again, if you want to rebalance a little bit, makes sense. If you're at the age where you don't have three years to let it recover, it totally makes sense what you're thinking. Make sure you have emergency money. Make sure you diversify your portfolios. Make sure you rebalance once or twice a year. That's my advice. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. I'll talk wealth preservation and wealth creation at a seminar coming up in San Jose at the Rotary Club a couple Saturdays from now. Learn more at Rob Black's show. Use the code RADIO25 and listen to the commercials here. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So I took my puppy, also known as... Puppy Von Puppy, also known as the Kraken, also known as 011-0110, to the dog park this weekend. And at the dog park, a lady came up to me and I'm like, leave me alone. Kraken, come chew on her. And of course I scream, release the Kraken. And um, she comes up to me, good puppy, good puppy, good 011-0110. And uh, she goes, have you seen this person? And there's a flyer and it's, you know, a guy who's gone missing for two weeks. And he was delusionary and thought he had a house up on 92 up in the hills. He was last seen at a Burger King in um, Redwood City. And, you know, the 92 is San Mateo a little bit further north. And he was seen on the side of the road, they say. So delusional, not good. Um, he's been missing for two weeks and she was, she was chatting at me and I was like, I, I really don't like people. I didn't say that to her, but I, do, I really don't like chatting with people. Um, and she goes, you know, police only look for you for three days and they give up. It's kind of like their rules. And at this point in time, I'm starting to get kind of uncomfortable. Like I may have to actually talk to her. So I'm like, zero, one, one, zero, one, one, zero. Where are you? That's the name of my dog. Puppy Von Puppy also. Also the Kraken. Um, Professor Purple was going to be her name, but yeah, I kind of wanted her to be a comic book villain, if you know what I'm saying. Um, so the guy goes missing. And it got me thinking about the financial angle on that. And it, it just, again, a reminder, we're all getting older. And health goes poor. Uh, I can tell you I've got a couple friends in their 60s, and everyone's had a scare or play with cancer. 
on some levels, or maybe they've got some sort of new disease that genetically was always in their body, or maybe they got a stroke or something going on. Drove a friend 1,100 miles last week because he had an issue in his family where his father basically tried to commit suicide. And we had to get, we didn't have to, but we got to his mother because his mother was up in Portland and she needed to get back to her husband and you don't really want to do that over the telephone. And again, it reminded me, getting old sucks. And I'm like, I was talking to my friend, I'm like, does he have a healthcare directive? He, he, he made it through. He's not dead. Um, for a while there, it was a little touch and go. You know, like, what will he have brain damage? And then I started thinking about this guy. And again, getting older sucks. You should have a healthcare directive. You should have a power of attorney minimum. A will or a trust is awesome if you could pull it off. But who's going to pull the plug on the dad? He's in a coma. He's overdosed on pills. Tried to commit suicide. Who's going to pull the plug? You have to have a health care directive. Do not resuscitate. You know what I'm saying? Or do you want to be resuscitated? How long do you want to be on you know, feeding tube? My friend's dad was on a... a he was intubated, I believe is the right phrase. He was on a ventilator. Um, helping his lungs until he could do it on his own. And I think... And again, I, I don't check up on people... Because I think that's a private family matter. And um, I think he came out of it pretty good. I, I know he's, he's improved. So I'm assuming he's no longer being intubated and what have you. Which, for the record, um, at one point in time, I saw my dad you know, dying from cancer. I had a tube in his throat to help him breathe after some surgery. And uh, when he wakes up, the first thing you want to do is pull that damn tube out. And you don't want to do that. Um, but you should have a healthcare directive. You should have a power of attorney. And I know you're young and you're beautiful and you're sexy. Sex is sexy. But someone could hit you in a car. Um, for the guy who lost his mind, who was demented and thought he owned a home up in the hills that he didn't own, according to the lady. Um, it, it kind of freaks me out because I'm like, man, I don't want to lose my mind. Because I would have to pay someone because I don't have a lot of friends to like watch me. Which isn't, again, maybe that's good. Maybe I, I want to forget the world and maybe that'll be my, my time of peace. But healthcare, when you're sick and older, it's expensive. Now, I could talk about AT&T going private or I could talk about like uh, stocks. Like I talked last week about Activision looks pretty attractive due to the new Call of Duty game coming out. Looks kind of retro cool. And it's actually got more interest from gamers than gamers thinking about the next season of Fortnite, which is positive for Activision. That's good. Um, they got a new Star Wars game coming out. The buzz is a love right now. And in video games, if there's a good buzz on it, you're going to get some good sales. If you get good sales, you're going to surprise Wall Street. So I said last week, trade idea. Consider Activision. Check back with me in six months. Tell me if I was right or wrong. I'll be right. But you can do it. And again, will it be a trade that is up 90,000%? No. It's not meant to be. I don't throw words around. I don't throw ideas around lightly. Because I don't want to harm anyone. But I do that on the show. But also at the same time, I can tell you, I saw 
you know, the pieces of the puzzle start coming together. I'm like, I need to talk about that on radio. I've got a friend who I had to drive 1,100 miles in one day. So essentially, I was driving 21, 22 hours over a 25-hour period because I got back the next day for radio. That's insane. Insane in the membrane. Insane in the brain. But his mother is older. And when I saw her, I'm like, whoa, I haven't seen her in a while. She's lost a lot of weight. My mom got really tiny, somewhere between 72 and 80 years old. Like, lost a lot of bone density or bone weight or weight or something. And his mom came. She's like, I remember. Who are you? She asked me three times who I was. So his dad tried to commit suicide. Didn't have a health care directive. Didn't have a power of attorney. That would have been a mess for the three kids. The mom is losing her mind, and she kind of needed to be handheld through the airport. One of her grandkids took her to Portland because she can't handle those decisions on her own. You got to start thinking about what you're going to do. 75 years old. Hollaback girl. What's a hollaback girl? Anyone know? Gwen Stefani song? Yes. It's not the lead cheerleader. It's the other cheerleaders who scream at the lead cheerleader after the lead cheerleader leads the cheer. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. Big seminar coming up in San Jose. Learn about it a couple Saturdays from now at robblackshow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Um, Oftentimes I talk about things that I hate and things that I would do if you elected me president. One of them has always been things like, you know, uh, I'm going to outlaw shoes that cost more than $400 because, let's face it, we should be focused on retirement versus pumps and heels with six-inch heels that uh, we just don't need it. Another thing that if you go for me, any email spammer, put to death. Any phone call scammer, put to death. Oh, and I got a text from Bernie Sanders' re-election campaign this weekend. And uh, let's just say, I didn't ask for it, and it was, hi, I'm Susie, I just want to tell you about Bernie Sanders. And uh, I might have said a curse word back in the text. Shocking, right? The next one I'm going to put in, in jail for life, I'm not going to put to death, you elect me president of the United States, or clickbait. Don't you just hate clickbait? Oh... Police undercover Colorado mom's double life. Police surprised by soccer mom's double life. I'm like, oh, I want to know about that. And it's just clickbait. And you're... I don't know if that makes any sense to you, but it does to me. Um, talking a little bit about money and retirement. I think this is kind of relevant. Um, and I don't really know if I should ever give you advice on your children. But there's something to be said for teaching kids about money, because the reason I'm doing this show was, as a Generation Xer, we were never taught money issues. And I got really good at them, and I was like, well, I don't want to be that white Caucasian guy wearing a business suit, leather shoes, cufflinks. I don't ever want to have initial, someone talking to me who has initials on either their shirt, their handkerchief, or, or their 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 their. their, their their, 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 their shirt, like um, uh, wrist collar, wrist, cufflinks, cuffs. It drives me crazy. 
But I, I feel like one of the things you could do is you could start talking to your kids a little bit more about money. And I don't want to come up with some sort of clever thing like, oh, it's going to be called the FIRE campaign. The financial independence retire early. Financial independence retire early. I hate stuff like that. I have a friend who, not a friend, uh, I knew someone, very well put together human being, very attractive. And she started a web page, she started a character called The Financier, and it ended with S-E-E-R. It's just not my thing, it's too sticky. If I can't talk to you honestly, I can't talk to you. Because that's, that's how I run my business, and beauty is my business. Because I'm beautiful. But teaching youngsters how to be mindful of spending, I don't think it's a bad thing. You know, when my kids ask me how much that omelet costs, I go, $10,000. No, 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 I don't do that. I do try to teach them how to be frugal. Frugal living is important. It's intentional living beneath your ways and means. I've got some of the rattiest shoes on ever. If you want to see a picture, drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. I wear ratty, run-down, beat-up shoes because on TV, no one sees my feet. And if I'm going to hate $400 shoes, i got to go out of my way to say, eh. Now, frugal comes in a lot of ways, right? Like, I don't want you ripping off musicians and downloading music for free. A good, happy medium was what, you know, the music services like Spotify and Apple did, where you subscribe on a monthly basis and you can listen to whatever you want whenever you want. I think the old music business was broken and it didn't teach you how to be frugal it, 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 it made you crazy where you had to go out and buy a $15 CD yeah. and Apple kind of came along Steve Jobs ruined music by uh, the iTunes store where you can buy just one song just one song so out goes the album and I kind of like what Spotify and Apple are doing now so talk to your kids about the cost of groceries Talk to your kids about cost of dinner, about credit cards and how they work and how you have to pay them off every month and how you have to go to work to make the money and how they, they don't have jobs. They're basically bums staying at home, mooching off mom and dad. Um, talk about how living in different cities can be more expensive than others. How expensive a cheap car is. Hey, look at that cheap car. My kids talk about Bugattis like I would ever own one. No way. I'd rather feed a village in Africa for a year to buy a Bugatti. And then I can go to that village in Africa and say, I'm your king. All hail Rob Black. I know. Thank you. King, president, is there a difference anymore? Uh, Trump just recently started taking money from the military to build his wall. And people are starting to go, you can't do that. Congress has to approve budgets. And it looks like we got a king running our country now. Which... Served England okay for quite a while, but she doesn't actually do anything. Um, so I talk to my kids about how I save money and how much of it my salary goes to, you know, income and retirement. How much of it might go to them if I don't outlive it. Um, how maybe they'll be able to one day open a clinic for homeless dogs or something. Homeless dogs, homeless pets. Not. No. No. Okay. Um, I don't, my kids saw a homeless person in San Francisco recently who had a dog and it freaked them out. They felt incredibly bad for the dog, not necessarily for the homeless person, but for the dog. 
And I'm like, don't feel bad for the dog. It's, it's a pretty good gimmick to be homeless and ask for money. And if you have a dog, people are going to throw out more money. Do you remember a couple of years ago there was a study on homeless people in San Francisco and how much money they make by asking for money at a stop sign? Some of them were making eighty, ninety thousand $90,000 a year without paying taxes. Now, again, I'm not going to get into the issue of mental illness and homeless and how do you solve it. Because I, I don't know. I know every state's different and every city's different. And you can't solve it with a, a national policy. Unless your national policy is to send them all to Cuba. Or my solution would be send them all to North Dakota. It's a joke. It's not funny. So talk to your kids about money. And even when I saw a homeless person, or even when my kids got freaked out because they saw a homeless person with a dog, I'm like, the guy's raising some money. And look at the car in front of us just gave him $4. I'm like, that's not bad for 10 seconds of work. And then, you know, of course I'm kidding. But then I go, you know, or you could like make video games for a living. Or, but you can only make video games if you're good at math and science. Or you could be a veterinarian and maybe one day rescue dogs. And maybe I'll give you an inheritance where you can open a clinic for homeless dogs. See how the story finishes? But no, I do want you to talk to your kids about money. And I do want you to do it earlier than later. Because I think that's relevant. I, I don't want you to be like rich dad, poor dad, that kind of crap. Robert Kiyosaki makes me nauseated. So here's the word that's misused all the time. When people say they feel nauseous, they don't know grammar. They feel when you drink too much alcohol, you become intoxicated. When you feel sick, you are nauseated. Now, if you see a, a, a dead dog by the side of the road that's got maggots all over it, that's a nauseous image. It's like a toxic chemical makes you intoxicated. So when people say they're nauseous, it drives me insane. I know you're saying, Rob, we learned a little something about you today. And now... We know. Come on, my little NBC chime. Nope, not going to have it today. It's the, on a very special Rob Black show, we learn that Rob doesn't like people use butchering grammar, even though I butcher grammar probably more than I should, right? I wonder if my producer's awake right now. Could be that he fell asleep. So anyway, um... Teach your kids to pay themselves first. There he is. I won't drop his name, but let's just say he's going to Hawaii soon. And he's already checked out. But that's great, because I get the incredible Mr. Matthews um, sitting in for him. It's awesome when you have a backup that's like all that in a bucket of chicken. It makes you happy, if you know what I'm saying. Oh... What else should we talk about today? Did I talk about it yet? It made a ton of money. It. It's about a creepy f force that takes up your worst fears. Imagery. Hauled in $91 million. Not too shabby. Stephen King movies are very, very much so head and mess. I think we've all read a Stephen King book, right? Is that fair or not fair? And if you couldn't read the books, you at least tried to pick up some of the short stories. Because if you can't pay attention for 400, 800, 1,200 pages, whatever it be, 
So analysts had expected the movie to bring in more than $100 million. Now, this is a division of Warner Brothers. It's a division of Time Warner, which is owned by AT&T. What could have ruined that $100 million opening? Well, first and foremost, it is a brutally long movie. Um, and i got to bring like my hemorrhoid uh, pillow to see a movie like that. Too long. But it was released in 2017. Highest opening of a horror movie ever at $123 million. This one only pulled $91 million. It's a little bit of a disappointment. But long movie. And Hurricane Dorian. Isn't it weird how hurricanes can wreak havoc on television and movies and what we watch and how we consume things? So, um, yeah, even movies are tied towards investments. That's something you could show your kids. Take them to see the movie, it, especially if they're age eight, nine. It won't freak them out. They won't have problems with clowns. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Big seminar coming up in San Jose, two Saturdays from now. I don't do Saturday seminars ever, but this time I am. You can learn more at robblackshow.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, invested in more. FDA says Juul illegally promoted its e-cigarettes. Interesting conversation that I had with CFP Chad Burton a couple years ago about e-cigarettes. And like, what do you do? Like, his, his kids are old. One of his kids has gone to college. One of them, like, they're all high school age now. Not all of them. Because Lord knows the guy had a kid 10 years, 12 years after his last kid. Like, whoa, that's not going to be awkward. Hey, my, my siblings are all old. And anyway, I'm digressing. Um... So FDA says Juul found the company broke the law by selling or distributing them e-cigarettes as modified risk tobacco products without an FDA order in effect that permits such a sale or distribution. Uh, That's a tough, tough amount of of PR to get out. All I can say is you don't want the government against you as business. So anytime you hear, and again, maybe I'm contradicting myself. Google's got antitrust issues up the yin-yang. I know you're saying. Yin-yang? Yin-yang. I could have said the wazoo. I could have said wazoo. But I didn't. Because I'm a good boy. Um, But e-cigarettes are not an issue you want to fight the government with. So one of the things I like talking about is getting you to retirement. And it's super, super important for me. Whether it's how to raise frugal kids. I don't know how. But I'm doing the best I can to help you. If you know what I'm saying. Um, we get a lot wrong about retirement, a lot. Um, and we mess up how we save for retirement. We get greedy, we get fearful. Early retirement sounds amazing, but it could take a, a toll on your mental health. I don't want to retire early. I want to kind of work till the day I die on some level. Now, maybe when I retire, I'll be an Uber driver and I can drive around and go, well, back when I was a kid, and I could just entertain the heck out of passengers. But I, I kind of want to talk to people. I, I don't want to go away. And one of the reasons why is I've seen way too many people quit their work and they don't know what to do and they get lost and their mind starts to rot. I don't have a lot of friends. I'm not saying I'm friendless. I know that's sad. But let's just put it this way. I'm so ugly that my mother had to put a pork chop tied around my neck to get a dog to play with me as a kid. I didn't have a lot of friends and I don't have a lot of friends. 
You with me against me? Because you got to choose a side. Um, so one of the reasons I, I, I do this and I want to keep working is I, I, I don't want, I, I, I'm afraid of what happens if I take my foot off the gas, right? Now, I don't have to make a lot of money in retirement. I've got more than enough to last till the day I die. But I have this image of retirement that's kind of glorified. It's kind of like um, on Golden Pond with Henry Fonda. When Jane Fonda or someone called, uh, not, the woman who kind of talked like that. She goes, she calls him an old poop. You're an old, you old poop. Or he calls her that or something like that. I kind of want to have a pond that I have a rowboat on. And people are calling me an old poop. That, that's cool. That's, that's my romantic vision. There once was a short story written about a guy who was fighting with his girlfriend over money. And, you know, he basically thought she was vapid. You know, she's like, oh, you know, I saw a homeless person with, with a $200 Nikes on, and it really upset me. That... And this guy, he sees, um, he breaks up with her, and he goes for a walk. And because uh, he finds her to be just too shallow. And on his walk, he sees a beautiful little girl, six years old. They're probably a block in front of him. And a dad walking hand in hand. And the girl's got beautiful ribbons in her hand. And she's got a birthday gift, it looks like. It's, they're going to a birthday party. She's got a beautiful dress on. And as he gets closer and closer, he walks by. And eventually turns his face. Like she was, she was standing from the rear. Turns, his, turns, around, turns and looks back and sees that she's got uh, um, Down syndrome. And her face is all pushed in. That's how the story wrote it. Um, and it, he came up with a line. He was trying to compare that dad. Did that dad dress her up because he thought she was beautiful? Or she is beautiful. And then he started thinking about his girlfriend and, and you know the, what she perceived as, as good and bad or upsetting. And did the and he basically came to the conclusion the distance between what you expect and what you get hurts the most. And it was a pretty powerful thing. And I think that's my thought on retirement. And that's what, something I want to throw out at you. If you don't save, if you don't have a million dollars in your nest egg, you're going to have a tough retirement. Because a million dollars will only pay you $40,000 a year. And you were thinking this would be all golden pond. Uh-uh. $40,000 a year ain't going to pay for your dentures. It ain't going to pay for your cars. It ain't going to pay for any vacations. That's going to cover basic food. And that's a million dollars. Food and shelter. So I don't want you to get to retirement and go, oh, I thought it was going to be all romantic. And the distance between what you expected versus what you got, eating beanie weenies in a trailer. Nothing wrong with beanie weenies. Maybe you'll upgrade it to spam or cat food. I hear some cat food's quite delicious. But I don't want you to be disappointed. So I want you to get two to four million dollars. Because that'll be enough money that'll last you till the day you die. And then you can figure it out after that. I'm not telling you anything. Anyway, um, White Claw. You know about White Claw? White Claw is this big drink that came out this summer. And I guess it's like um, kind of like an alcoholic seltzer. So we used to have hard ciders for people who didn't drink beer or wine. Like my sister is not a beer or wine drinker, so she drinks ciders. So anytime she visits, I'm like, oh, I'll go get you some ciders. Uh, but White Claw, big, big. And now there's a shortage of White Claw. And now you're saying, that's a story? Yeah, that was the big story of the summer. This new beverage. 
People are all freaked out about it because it's tough to find. I looked for it at the grocery store yesterday. I know you're saying, Rob, you go to the grocery store. You are all that in a bucket chicken. I wish I was married to you. I know. I do the grocery shopping. I do the cooking. I do the bill paying. And not saying that I make the money. I'm just, I do the bill paying. Because I like that kind of stuff. Anyway, what do you like? What do you expect about retirement? What do you think about the difference between what you expect and what you get? Are you with me against me? Because this is a civil war and you need to pick a side. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing more. Big seminar coming up in San Jose a couple Saturdays from now. Learn more about both events at robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.